TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland. Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Allison Stark. Allison is the CEO of Albertina Kerr. Hey there, Allison. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Thanks for having me. So, how's it been? Uh, last, I talked to you about a year ago, and at that point, you were about four weeks into the job as CEO of Albertina Kerr. So, year in, how's it going? It's going great. I love the Portland community. I think Albertina Kerr is a wonderful organization, and I'm so excited to lead it. And honestly, I'm just really feeling very settled in. Yeah. Because Albertina Kerr is one of the oldest nonprofits in the state, isn't it? It absolutely is. It's actually one of the oldest and largest nonprofits in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and we really work to empower people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and mental health challenges to lead self-determined lives in their communities. So what? Uh, tell me some of the things that have happened during your, your year at Albertina Kerr. What, what, what are some memorable things? Because it's got to be a great job. It's a wonderful job. I mean, I will just tell you, even last night, we had a board meeting and we invited all of our board members down to Kerr Bikes and Boats, which is on the waterfront. It is a social enterprise that we own and all the net proceeds from uh, the sales of renting surreys and bikes and adaptive bikes, they all go back to the broader organization. And so we invited all of our board members down and we rode all the bikes around the waterfront. Um, they got to try out different adaptive bikes for people with disabilities so they could really see the impact of our work live before one of our board meetings. So that that's actually right in the top of my head. Um, but there's been other things. I mean, strategically, we've been thinking about where is Albertina go Kerr going as an organization. We've really uh, moved out of the pandemic and into kind of growth orientation and thinking about what's next for us. Um, we spent the year looking kind of at our mission statement and our values and really reaffirming our commitment to people with disabilities and people with mental health challenges. And then I personally have really spent the year getting to know all of the stakeholders in the broader Portland community, um, other organizations that are serving people with developmental disabilities and mental health challenges, our families, our clients, and really spending a lot of time really understanding the needs um, of those different constituencies. How have things been coming out of the pandemic? You know, everybody kind of had to pivot a little bit in there and people with disabilities, they've still had them during the pandemic. So how did your business uh, handle all that and how have you changed coming out of it? 
Well, the reality is we continue to manage COVID almost on a day-to-day basis. We have some individuals right now that we serve in our residential program that have, you know, tested positive for COVID. And COVID is still really scary for people with disabilities because there is a disproportionate impact of COVID on their bodies. And so, you know, we're always a little nervous and a little hesitant when we hear about that. But generally speaking, everyone has really benefited from the opening up of all of our communities. And most of the time, people with disabilities can often feel lonely and isolated. And during COVID, that was intensified very, very, very heavily for them. And so the ability to get back out to their new routines, going back to work, going to their day programs, spending more time with family and friends has been a really positive experience. Yeah, it's just so nice to have a lot of it in our rearview mirror, right? Yes. <laughs> so talk to me about uh, some of the, some more of the programs that Albertina Kerr offers and how do you help your clients? So I kind of divide it into two areas. So we have our children's services. We provide a crisis psychiatric inpatient unit for kiddos that are experiencing depression, suicidal ideation, um, any sort of mental health challenges that need a little bit more support. We also are the largest children's group home provider in the state of Oregon. So we actually are the family and support and care for many kids that don't have that at home. And then we have an array of services for adults with disabilities, including affordable housing, residential group homes, and an array of employment services, including training, as well as job placement and on-the-job training post-placement. So Albertine occurs not only in Portland. We are not only in Portland. So we're, um, it, it depends on the service, but we have for our children's crisis psychiatric unit, we actually take people across kids across Oregon, as well as Southwest Washington, Idaho, and some parts of California. And then for our other services, we're primarily in the Tri-County areas and Marion. Nice. Since we've talked about how uh, Albertina Kerr is one of the oldest nonprofits in, in the state and in the Pacific Northwest, give me a little bit more history about it. I want to hear how things got started and how long it's been around. Oh, I love, I love this story, actually, a lot. <laughs> I tell it often. Um, so we have been around since 1907. Um, originally, Albertina Kerr formally was called the Portland Commons, and it was started by a minister um, right after the Lewis and Clark Exposition. Um, The Lewis and Clark Exposition left about 4,000 men without jobs in the Portland area. And so the Portland Commons came into being to help put them back to work to get them into productive modes of life. And as part of that, they started to think about the needs of women who were not wed, but were pregnant and needed care for their children. And so the first um, Albertina Kerr iteration was the Albertina Kerr Nursery. And it was for women and their children to live in. And it was named after Alexander Kerr, who, and I'm sure everyone remembers the the bottles, like mason jars that say Kerr on them. So Alexander Kerr um, owned that business and his second wife, Albertina, um, died shortly after the birth of their uh, first son and of typhus. (laughs) And he donated the family home to the Portland Commons and they called it the Albertina Kerr Nursery. Wow. And we took off since then. Yeah, and so that's a, a little bit more history. I didn't realize that Kerr jars originated here. 
They did. Yes. Alexander Kerr. You're just a wealth of knowledge. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and you know, Kerr over the years has been, you know, different things. We were an orphanage for a very long time, up through the late 50s, early 1960s. We operated an orphanage. We still have kids that come back that were adopted out of the orphanage to Kerr and tell us the story of their life. Um, then we did foster care, and then in the 80s and 90s moved into more focused services on people with disabilities and kids with mental health challenges. But we've always served kids. Yeah. That's been the common theme. We're talking today with Allison Stark, CEO of Albertina Kerr. And gosh, the, the, your organization has been evolving so much, and you just started something new last June. Talk, talk to me about the Kerr's Win Watts Commons. Yes, uh, Win Watts Commons is an inclusive, accessible, affordable and sustainable housing community for people with and without disabilities. We have 150 units, um, one, two, and three bedroom apartments, and 30 of the units are actually universally accessible, um, equipped with really state-of-the-art technology for people with disabilities. Um, the whole complex, um, which is on our Gresham campus, is powered by solar energy. None of wow. our residents, um, anyone in the 150 units, pay for any utilities because it's all generated by solar power. And we're the largest net zero energy affordable housing complex in the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Yes. That's it's, awesome. It's super exciting. And, and we've received a lot of accolades and um, a lot of awards actually for the building. Um, our partners were Edlin and Company, they were our co-developers and they really um, helped us build a building that has received a lot of national attention. We actually received the Portland Business Journal's Landmark Award. We were named um, a project honoree by the Daily Journal of Commerce during their Building Diversity Gala um, this past year. And kind of most exciting, the Lur Urban Land Institute um, has listed us as one of the eight national finalists for the Terwilliger Center Award for Innovation in Attainable Housing. So we're really excited to possibly land that Urban Land Institute Award. That is so great. What an innovative thing. How did you come about building a building like this? There's a lot of planning and, and decision making that goes into that. Well, I have to give a lot of credit to our partners, Edlin and Company, because they obviously have the expertise and experience um, of, of being developers in the Portland area and the broader area. But really, the genesis of the idea came from two areas, one being we support a lot of people with disabilities that want affordable housing and want to live um, in places that are integrated into the larger community. And so really, those 30 units are really core to our mission. But affordable housing is also important more broadly than that, not only to people with disabilities, but many of our staff also really need affordable housing. We hire, we have about 300 plus direct support professionals, which are really our frontline staff um, that work with people with disabilities at Albertina Kerr. And many of those individuals are really housing insecure because the wages are lower. Mm -hmm. um, we're not able to you know, pay them as much as we would like to because we are limited by the state of Oregon's payment to us. And so many of those individuals are really housing insecure. So affordable housing helps kind of both our staff as well as our clients. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, Winwatts Commons has been open for a little over a year now. How has it been received by the community? You say it's in Gresham. So how's, how's the community of Gresham receiving it? 
I think, you know, everything's gone very well. Um, we actually have a lot of programming in Winwatts Commons. There's some kids programs. There is a community room that is used quite often. The neighborhood has really accepted it. And so it's been a really a great addition to the broader Gresham community. Yeah, probably just welcomed everybody with open arms. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's so great. So this past week uh, was the Direct Support Professional Appreciation Week. Talk to me about that and how did yeah. it go? Yeah, so you know, direct support professionals or DSPs are frankly the backbone of what we do. Um, they really provide the day-to-day -day care for the people that we support. And, you know, as I said a moment ago, we have over 300 DSPs working for Albertina Kerr. We probably could use 100 more, to be <laughs> honest with you. So if you need a job, come come looking our yeah. way. Um, but what we know about this, this population or these staff is that there is very high turnover. It can be very taxing to be in caring jobs. And what we see is a lot of turnover, we see a lot of vacancy rates, but we also see a lot of love and care and support. And so... DSP Appreciation Week is really meant to be a way for us to say thank you to the individuals that are doing the hard work each and every day. And so we've done a lot of really fun things this week, care baskets out to the homes for our staff, t-shirts. Um, we delivered donuts. I went to homes myself and delivered donuts and saw people on their shifts and thanked them for their hard work. And that's really what the week is about, is really saying, we see you, we hear you. And we not only see them you know, during DSP Appreciation Week, but we also understand that part of, I think part of my job as the CEO of Albertina Kerr is to advocate for them just as hard as we advocate for our clients. And so really fighting, you know, um, to see increased wages for this group. So I spent a lot of time during the legislative session really advocating for higher uh, reimbursement rates for DSP wages, because right now they are hovering around $18.41. Um, we pay more than that, um, just to be able to hire folks, yeah. but that's a that's that's not a livable wage, no. and they deserve a livable wage. And it's hard, it's hard work. It's, it is hard. It's work. hard work that they love, I'm sure. So what what goes into becoming a, a DSP, as you say, or a direct support professional? How do what what kind of training? Yeah, so um, you need a high school diploma. You don't necessarily need to drive, but we love having people that that are drivers. And then you go through training. So it's really an interest and desire to work with people with disabilities. Um, it's really, you know, we really want people that are interested in caring or support professions, coaches, people that are wanting to mentor people, because really an, a, a great DSP is one that helps bring the best out in their client. It's really about coaching people with disabilities to be able to do the things they want, choose their day, choose how they want to live, and really seeking the support from the direct support professional in order to do so. Yeah. And like you say, it's a, it's a job that they absolutely love. I'm just sure of it. If, if, even if you're not getting paid that much, you still love it. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it is hard work. Well, we have some DSPs that have been with us for 30 years. Yeah. So we, I mean, we have a, a lot, I mean, certainly there's turnover, certainly we have vacancy rates, but we also have some people that have been with us for years at the same home working with the same clients for almost their entire lifetime. And so it's amazing. And why, how, how, what has kept them there for 30 years? The clients. Yeah. When you ask a DSP what keeps them there, it is their clients. When I was down at the Capitol kind of advocating, I had brought one of our DSPs, Ashley, with me, and she works in our Marion County group homes. And she described that 
you know, how she got into the work. Her mom had been a DSP working with um, a man with cerebral palsy. He needed a lot of personal care needs. And her mom would bring her over to see him when she was young. And so she kind of grew up knowing this individual. And her mom went through some health challenges. And so Ashley, at the age of 18, started working with this man. So she had like kind of grown up with him and then she was being a paid support. And when he passed away, she actually had to make a decision of, you know, this had been her job. And she decided, you know, that what made her the most happy was making other people's lives better, easier, and giving back. And so she has worked with us, I want to say seven or eight years at this point. And hearing her tell her story and the amount of love exuding from her and kind of care it's just striking i mean it really is amazing because they it, it in her in her words it's in some ways it's not even work it's like caring for family it's about caring someone that you care about yeah and it sounds like you know she, she just kind of fell into this job right and 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 has decided that she loved it so it's it sounds like it's her, it's her calling exactly that is so great tell me about how many uh, clients you albertina kerr works with so we serve right around 500. Most of those folks are in 24-7 residential homes. So we have, that's part of the reason we have so many direct support professionals because we operate 41 group homes. And that's that's a lot of people and a lot of yeah. different sites um, across the Tri-Counties and Marion. And then we serve about 150 people um, in employment services. And that's through various programs. We have some training programs as well as job placement programs. Okay, wide ranging. Exactly. (laughs) And you have some partnerships coming up with Multnomah County. Uh, Talk to me about that. So we actually have a program called Project Search. It's a nationally validated nine-month internship program for people with disabilities. And really the goal of the program is to allow people with disabilities the opportunity to gain skills so that they are able to um, have the pre-vocational skills they need to have a job in the community. I think one of the things that we often take for granted is that we, when we're kids, get a lot of opportunities um, more typically developing uh, you know, young adults get a lot of opportunities to get pre-vocational skills. We get um, asked to take care of our younger brothers and sisters. We might have a babysitting job. We might work at a summer camp. But a lot of people with disabilities don't have those same opportunities. And so they get to the point of 18 or 19 or 20, and they want a job in the community, but they've never had the opportunity to kind of get the skills of arriving on time, of you know greeting people, of just the kind of everyday things that we take for granted about operating in the broader employment world. And so Project Search is one way for people to gain those skills. In order to have a successful Project Search program, you need the support staff, which is what Albertina Kerr provides, but you also need a host business. And so we actually have two right now. Um, We have Multnomah County is one, and then the city of Salem is another, and we're actually in the process of developing a couple more. But our Multnomah one just got started again. So we completed in June a nine-month internship rotation, and now we're starting up another nine-month rotation started last week. So it's really, really exciting. And what we see is that people that go through the project search programs Upon graduation, they do get jobs in the community. So it's, it's a really effective way to give people the skills that they need. 
And what kind of skills are they are they learning with Multnomah County? With Multnomah County, they've got uh, three distinct internships. A lot of it is clerical, which it, it, a lot of people really want to do. They want to work in an office. They want the clerical skills. So there is a lot of, um, th- I think one of the internships is really focused there. There's also some greeting, customer service, answering phones for those that it's most appropriate. Um, and then the final is kind of database work and working on computers, which is also something that we hear that folks really want. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to get some great training. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking today with Allison Stark, CEO of Albertina Kerr. Now, Allison, uh, kind of at the beginning of this, of this interview, we talked about suicide and September is National Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, tell me some about Kerr's role providing uh, crisis psychiatric inpatient care for youth. Well, first I have to state how important this type of care really is for kids. Um, in June, the CDC issued a report on suicide and, and noted that it was the second leading cause of death for youth between the ages of 10 and 24. That's remarkable. It is remarkable. And actually, it's gone up since 2007. Prior to that, it had been very stable. But since 2007, they've seen a 62% increase on the number of suicides um, in that 10 to 24-year-old range. And that's really the age group we, we serve in our crisis psychiatric unit. Primarily 12 to 18 tends to be the spot that we, you know, we, we serve. And we see a lot of kids coming in with a desire to self-harm. And what we have been really good at is within about a two to three week period, being able to work with that youth and get their headspace in a better place. And then they're able to go back home and participate in their life and their community and, and get back to normal. But it is incredibly devastating. And it's so hard to support youth that are experiencing the desire to hurt themselves. How do youth uh, learn about Albertina Kerr and how do they get in? Most of the time, we, it's word of mouth and doctors. Um, you know, kids will end up in the emergency department because of self-harm. And so the emergency department will actually refer them to Albertina Kerr. We have a lot of psychiatrists and, and, and therapists in the area that are aware of Albertina Kerr. There's information on our website that actually talks about how to find us. We take most major insurances. We also take Medicaid. So we really, we want to be able to serve as many people as possible in our crisis psychiatric unit. What is inpatient care like for the youth when they get there? So it is a secure facility. So there isn't a lot of in and out. Um, there We have four units and in the units, um, they have their own bedroom and then kind of a shared communal space for, you know, showers and and you know kind of taking care of their daily routine there's some outdoor space that is fenced off so that people can access sunshine because we know mental health is really impacted by our ability to get outdoors Um, and they spend a lot of time working one-on-one with a therapist a psychiatrist as well as a broader kind of support team to really focus in on the challenges that they're experiencing and what supports they need both to stabilize them in the moment, but also what they're gonna need when they leave our program. Because frankly, that's in some ways the most important step is setting up good care at home when they're moving back into their their communities. Yeah, I would imagine that's really important because it's it's maybe being surrounded by others who are feeling the same way, That's you feel a little secure, but when you're out in the real world, it, it's a different story. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk to me about some ways that uh, our listeners in the community can help out Albertina Kerr. Well, we always love to, um, you know, have volunteers, have people engage with us, interest in 
working with some of our clients. We have people that adopt some of our homes and we'll bring, you know, at Halloween, we'll bring out cookies or throw little parties. What a fun idea. It's it's very fun. It's a really great way to get to know our clients as well as really bring smiles to the people that we serve faces. We also always love people to come down to Curb Bikes and Boats. Um, you can rent a Surrey, a bike or an adaptive bike and all net proceeds go to Albertina Kerr. We have two locations, one at Tom uh, McCall Waterfront, which is our primary location, very easy to access, lots of bikes and stories down there. And then we have a location across the river um, near OMSI, the Red Barn, and that's where we have all of our adaptive, adaptive bikes for people with disabilities as well. That's so fun. What kind of boats? We have stand-up paddle boards, and we have kayaks, and they are only on the OMSI side. So, oh. so we'll send you across the way if, if uh, you come looking for them at Tom McCall. So do I have this correct? If you come down, you, you actually kind of rent a bike or a boat and do your thing, and all the proceeds go to Albertina Kerr. Exactly, yeah. And we also collect donations at those. We, we, what we try to do is really share with people when they come and they rent. Let's say you're a tourist from out of town, and you come in, and you want to rent a Surrey and go up and down the waterfront. We tell them about Albertina Kerr, and we actually have a number of people who will say, here, here, t- take a little bit extra because of the good work that you guys are doing, oh, which is really nice. Yeah, that's really wonderful. Uh, Tell me about some volunteer opportunities. I know you're always looking for volunteers. So we have the ability to work with our clients, um, which I mentioned. We also have, you know, we have a board of directors as a nonprofit. So we're always looking for people that want to be involved with the governance um, of the organization. And then finally, obviously events. Uh, We are getting ready to move into event season. We're looking at um, a couple of different options and we need people to help us plan that because it takes a lot of bodies to pull off an event for an organization of her size. We have a lot of, usually have a lot of attendees. Yeah, you guys are, you're a big deal. Yeah, (laughs) thank you, that's very nice. (laughs) Allison, tell me where people can get more information about Albertina Kerr. You can go to www.albertinakerr.org. That's Kerr with two R's. Correct. Just like the jar. Just like the Just jar. Just like the Kerr jars. This has been fun, Allison. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking today with Allison Stark, CEO of Albertina Kerr. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 